Clermont Northeastern District Download. All right, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I've got uh, Mrs. Porter over at the middle school. We're going to talk about family engagement again and also um, how it really relates to online learners and things families can do to help students. So, hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. So it is wild outside, isn't it? It is. We're, um, it's beautiful, but I don't think I've ever seen this much snow in my lifetime. Uh, yeah, I know. yeah, it just seems to be never ending and it doesn't sound like it's going away. But um, and the weird part is, is when you talk about like family engagement in school, we've been dying to have just a, a level of consistency so everyone can get into a routine and between remote learning and quarantining and now the snow, which it doesn't seem like it was ever going to snow a couple, you know, last year and the year before. So it really is making it hard on kids with routine. Absolutely. And um, with our podcast today, we can actually talk about some things that maybe are overwhelming to parents and how we can help bridge the gap with not just students getting a routine, but just also being successful when they're learning online. Uh, we know that that virtual learning takes a lot more responsibility on the student's behalf. And um, even though we believe that our child's going to be responsible, um, there's it's a lot different and there's a lot more distractions when they're at home. So we're You're hoping right. that this class yeah. will, um, yeah, will help bridge that gap. You're right. I kind of uh, just assumed even with my own kid here that once the class, once I got him started and logged in, like my part was over and uh when we were doing the remote last time it, it, for a second it was like holy moly like there's a lot to this i need to be a lot more engaged um in that work with him and uh, it really did show in some of the work he was doing so it's just it's a different animal it really is absolutely so uh we just, we have a, six tips and then a couple uh pieces of information that we can um help students and parents understand what all um what all the resources are that we have provided to help okay. bridge that gap. So right, what's, what's tip number one? So students, um, if they are pushing off the work until later, um, thinking that they'll do it after class, um, oftentimes it doesn't happen because, well, the next day they're getting another assignment and then those, um, then those assignments start piling up and it becomes very overwhelming. So we encourage our students to be using their time in class wisely and if they have a couple more minutes after class to finish it, then don't wait until the next day um, to uh, complete that assignment. Yeah, that's definitely a lifelong skill. I mean, that's that that snowball barreling down the mountain kind of thing. It turns into a to a an overwhelming boulder really fast because there's just so much happening after the end of the day. Absolutely. There's just a lot more time management skills that we are needing to teach our students when they're online. Um, that I know that as an adult, yeah, I had to learn myself um, and I didn't necessarily have those skills when I was in middle school. So it's, um, it's a, it's a change of thinking for both teachers, students and parents. Yeah. And uh, what, what, uh, what other tips do you have with that? Cause it is, it's a totally different animal, even as an employee working online, it's almost like retraining yourself not to think like I can put this off till I get there or do, do this at this other time. It really is just, you almost have to have a whole different routine about approaching online work. Absolutely. So uh, with that routine piece, um, in the middle school, we have our students online for their core classes every day with a Jenna teacher, which is phenomenal access to our teachers. Um, but 
we have to, in, in addition to just getting our, our kids online, we have to make sure we're keeping track of what they're doing when they're on the computer, because just getting that, like you were saying about your son, getting them online is the first battle, but making sure that they're doing what they need to do and staying focused when there's so many other distractions. Um, you can check their history on their computer and you can also check their history on their phone to ensure that they are focused on their learning only. Um, those distractions, any of them that we can pull away is going to help our students be successful when they're online. Yeah, I mean, the teachers can only do so much when it comes to tracking uh, website locations and, and keystroke stuff, but it is, it is, it is a, a team effort to make sure people are on the right websites, that's, that's, that's for sure. Absolutely. We, as teachers, we also have um, a program called Go Guardian. So we are tracking everything that the student's doing on their screen. But if they have a separate computer or their phone, we can't see or stop what they're doing in that regard. So, yeah, it's definitely a team effort now. Yeah. OK, what about the uh, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of responsibility for a kid. Uh, yes. Especially with parents working and and especially the teenage years and being in middle school, you really couldn't could and can leave your kid home unattended because you have to work. Uh, what kind of responsibility have you guys seen with the kids having to take? Um, so they're just overall um, getting up, um, getting their computer going at the right time so they don't miss a class and then feel behind. Um, just having more responsibility, communicating and advocating for themselves with their teachers. Um, and also, you know, if their parents are at work, they've got to potentially um, help the younger students get online uh, if they have siblings that are in the house or making sure that they have their lunch provided for them. There's just a lot more that is required of a student than just coming to school and learning when they are at home. So um, everything that we can do to just to eliminate as many distractions as we can um, for our students online, they will be more successful. That's a great tip. What about tip number four? What do you got for us? So kids, they need a quiet place to learn. So if we have a, uh, I know that um, a lot of students, we see them in their rooms. Um, it's really important to get them out of bed, make sure they still have their routine of getting dressed, having breakfast, brushing their teeth, and then finding a, a desk or a table where they can lay their materials out um, and that it's quiet so they can maybe shut the door um, and not have any distractions from animals or, again, younger siblings that might still be in the home. A quiet place to work thing is a big deal. If you really, I mean, we were just using the kitchen table and it's, it's, there's a lot of things that are accessible and you can see and mm -hmm. yeah, it is really a big deal to find a place that is set up like its own little space. And I know not everyone has the space to do that, but even just uh, um, like a folding table or something that kind of gives them that spot would be a, a, it's a great idea. Right. Another great tip for keeping it quiet are some headphones with a microphone, um, especially if you have multiple students or multiple kids in the house all learning online at the same time. I know that we face that battle here at my house um, with but the headphones and the microphone made a big, big difference to help one keep them focused on what's going on and not distracted by all the noises going on throughout the house. That's a good point. And then um, and then you then you really does kind of muffle out some of that that distractible uh, just the everyday sounds that happen in a household when you're when there's so many people in them. Yeah, you don't notice how many noises are really going on until you are trying to be quiet or trying to focus on something like learning, you know, for mm -hmm. the whole year. 
What do you got for tip number five for people? Okay. So another one is that we have really asked that our that our students use the school computer that's been provided to them. This really helps us keep track of what they're doing so we can also communicate with parents where we have our GoGuardian set up. That school computer is the way that we can see GoGuardian. Um, and I think some of our students know that also because they have been with GoGuardian for a long time. And if they are using that school computer, teachers can monitor what's going on on their screen. Um, we can see if they are distracted by something else because if they only have the meetup and they've never gone to their um, assignment, we can reach out to them, kind of help probe them to get going. Um, but if we can't see their screen, then it's a lot harder for us to be able to monitor and keep them on track. It's a good safety thing too, right? We were talking about it earlier about monitoring the history and and the keystroke Absolutely. guardian. And, and you're right, having that school computer, especially for parents who are working, knowing that there's a peace of mind there that, you know, the school, while we can't see every single thing that happens, uh, GoGuardian is a pretty powerful tool. And so is uh, all the other filters that the computers have on them. So um, if they're looking for trouble, they can always find themselves into it. But um, it definitely gives them the opportunity to kind of uh, have a little bit of peace of mind. Right. I agree. All right. Give us that last tip. All right. So the major thing we've been talking about is routine. Um, again, getting those students to behave as if they're coming to school. They are coming to school. It's just in a different environment. So get them up at the same time. Um, have them get, you know, dressed and brush their teeth and have breakfast all before um, they're expected to be online at 738 um, in the middle school. So it's pretty early. So if they're up and moving and um, not just waking up at 730, that's going to help them be more successful. Um, get out of that bed, sit at a desk or a table. Um, all those things are going to be helpful helpful in that routine to help our kiddos be uh, more successful in their learning. Yeah, and a big part of that routine is not just getting out of bed. It's, it's getting into it at a normal time. I know, um, you know, it's, it's just really hard. I talked to a lot of high school kids. So the remote was hard on them just because of uh, they get in almost that same summertime habit where they're just not getting up. And um, yeah. it's That's really hard very- productive when you're, you're sleeping uh, very few hours just to get in on the Zoom meetings or the, the Google Meets. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a very important pointer for those routines. So, Yeah, I think those are great tips. Um, and the nice thing, too, is, you know, for the parents out there, you guys are super approachable. So if you feel like any of those tips um, are things that you need additional support with, it's always great to to reach out to uh, either the homeroom teacher, classroom teacher, um, or even reach out to the administrators in the building. They can help you work through some of that stuff and problem solve um, yeah. because they, they are really important tips to, to help make the most of whether it's um, in-person learning with the snow or it's uh, remote learning or if you're doing the quarantine thing, sometimes that takes, you know, 20, 25 days to, to work itself through a house and everybody can get back to their normal routine. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we um, also have a couple things to help just from the middle school perspective to help it for, help parents understand what is expected of their student while they're online, as well as the students to kind of have an overall idea of where everything goes so it's not so confusing, uh, which came from feedback from, from the spring when we first started online learning. Um, so a couple things that we changed is we created a universal 
um, way to put all of our assignments into Google Classroom. So everything's in one place and all of your classes, regardless of English, math, science, or social studies, your assignments can be found based on the date and all of it's in one place, as well as where they're going to find their Google Meet link. Um, teachers are also posting daily videos of them teaching the material. So in the event that um, they do miss social studies at 735 in the morning, um, they can always go back and listen to the video so they are, don't fall behind on their instruction. Um, Which is a great tip even for your special ed students, right? Or, or students who may want to hear something again in their in-person, they can still go back and look at those links as well, right? Absolutely. And we're even finding our students who are in class, they are use, uh, using those videos as well. I even had a student this past week request one for a small group that I had uh, worked with. She goes, oh, wow, I need that one more time. Do you mind just posting a video? And I, it took me, you know, just a couple minutes. And um, everybody's really kind of changing the way that they think about their learning, which is kind of neat. Yeah, and I think what makes that really special is that you found a kid at middle school who was comfortable enough with the process. And this is a huge deal that, that she also felt comfortable enough to advocate for herself and say, I think this helps me. Can you please do that? It wasn't like it was already there. And she uses it. It was that's a that's a great, really a great moment to kind of be celebrated, knowing that in the remote world we're in, that we've got kids who have kind of found things that they'd like to see stick around after the, you know, uh, our COVID pandemic stuff kind of comes to an end. Hopefully, yes, absolutely. I was very proud of her. So, um, a couple other things that we have is every week the teachers come together and they have one document that has all of their assignments listed out and that's posted on the website. So if there is a day where a student maybe doesn't come to um, science class, they can go back and see what that assignment was all in one place. So they can go through and say, yep, I did this assignment for each class. Um, and even the parents could join in on. So we always post ours on Friday afternoons or whatever the last day of the week is. So if it's a Thursday, then we post it on that Thursday afternoon. So the parents and the student together can say, hey, yep, I did all of these assignments. Um, that would be a really good thing to do to keep is them on track. Is that posted by grade level or is that posted out on the website? Right. So that's posted by each grade level and it's on the overall school uh, website. So it, every, every computer, it should pop up um, with the CNE website already posted. And you can go in by the grade level and find um, the link it, ha it should have pictures of your teachers. And then um, I know eighth grade, ours is directly on that very front page above all of the teachers' pictures. So oh, great. I think it yeah. makes it really nice that you guys are have really um, stuck to the Google Classroom as well, especially for a parent or a grandparent or um, anyone in a family. You know, we have such unique family circumstances that uh, people who may not be as computer uh, savvy only have to really learn and, and work on one platform to get that information, which is the Google Classroom. That's that's a huge relief for people. I think you're right. A lot of that feedback from the spring was like, we we need help, too. And it's great that mm -hmm. you guys listened to that feedback and really made some some thoughtful changes. Right. And, you know, we're building this as we are living it. So it's uh, great to get feedback. So if there are suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Uh, we just want to help all of our students be successful, no matter how they are accessing that instruction. So um, another piece that we are 
that we have implemented is every day we have an additional teacher join in on a grade level to help co-teach that class for English and math. And this person is able to pull kids into a small group or to um, talk with them and kind of keep them on track. So then there's two people kind of navigating and helping um, in each grade level um, throughout the week. In addition to this, we also have our intervention specialists available on Friday mornings. And we are pulling um, and talking with our students who, um, who do have additional learning needs. So we have a lot of extra resources being flooded to our students um, throughout the week, in addition to just meeting with their general education teacher, which I think is definitely a unique model that we yeah. have found good success with. That's awesome. And it's great to, have, to find ways to support them in as many ways as you can. I think that's been the biggest piece everyone's adapted to is just finding as many ways to meet people where they are as possible. Yes. Um, and then the last piece that we have implemented at the middle school is we have uh, two people who make lots and lots of phone calls every week to make sure that our they are a, a liaison between our general education teachers and our parents and our students to keep everybody on track because we know that attendance is um, something that's hard when our parents are at work and keeping our kids online and keeping that communication as immediate as possible. So um, that's a really great thing that's been added at the middle school also. Just overall more communication is going out to our parents. Um, and then a lot of emails are going out. So it's important to have our, um, actually just one more tip that came to my mind was our overall emails there, I know that if they're online, there's a lot of things that are coming in. One of our students, I think, had 2,000 emails and was struggling to find the one email that they uh, were looking for from a teacher. So it's important for our students to go in and check and also to delete the pieces that they've read and kind of have a start, a fresh start in their email every day also, because I, I know that there's a lot of communication coming to them. Yeah, and I think that's a great that's a great point. The the email thing is hard for adults to navigate, and it's not something that we you know really explicitly sit down and talk about email management. But with the with the online platform stuff, it it is something that uh, if parents can help out with that, or if they need any additional support on how to navigate and clean up a a Google Mail site, you know that communication is huge. That's a great question to ask your uh, person when they reach out to you guys during the week and 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 want to see if there's anything you need help with because um, it can get full awfully fast. Yes. So um, and I think the I, other thing too for your communication is that parents, parents don't have to wait for that phone call from your person. Right. Right. Yes. So um, we have our emails uh, as far as teachers, we check them every day um, and we have our secretary. I know who fields uh, phone calls every day for questions with students online or just in general. Um, we work really hard to get that communication back to you as quickly as possible. So please feel free to um, reach out to us also. Well, those are all great tips. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with families or let families know about? Um, so just, um, I just want to just come back to the overall distractions, anything you can do to help avoid um, or cut down on those distractions that are at home, that would be very helpful. Um, and also keep in mind that we're, that they can check their progress book. And that would be a really great activity to do kid and parent. Um, so as they check through all of their assignments each week, also check progress book to make sure that nothing was, you know, 
missed or maybe needing to do it again. Um, if those grades are lower, you could, at the middle school, you always have the opportunity to do it again. So that's that progress book will really help with that feedback piece as well. Yeah, those grades aren't meant to, to, to be a suppressor. It's really meant to be a, a understanding of, of the, the concepts that are mastered and where we're going in the future. So it's a great point to bring up. Yeah. And then I have one more tool that I would like to just make you guys aware of. We're going to make a, um, a checklist that's going to be available to our students online um, that, that reviews all of what we've talked about with this podcast, just as a checklist. You'll see it in the Google Classroom stream um, early next week. So keep an eye out for that. If you want to share that with me, I can put it in the notes below on this particular podcast episode as well. And I'll go ahead and add the uh, six tips in there as well for families in case they just want to see them again. Um, it's a nice Perfect. way to add to it. So we'll tag all that in underneath the podcast episode. Perfect. Thanks so much. Hey, no problem. Um, if you guys ever have any ideas on family engagement or tips that you'd like to share or ways that you feel like you uh, like to be communicated with that we're not thinking of, feel free to reach out to uh, Mrs. Porter or myself in an email. I'll put our email addresses in the, in the link uh, underneath the podcast episode as well. We're always open to new ideas. We just want to make sure we're reaching as many people as possible. So uh, thanks for being on. Hopefully we can keep doing this more regularly. This is great. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Clermont Northeastern District Download.